Hi, welcome to episode eight of Another Side of Fear podcast. I am your host, Wisdom Walters. Eight, eight. Yes, we are on episode eight. You have to scroll up to see all of our content now. So we got some skin in the game. I want to say thank you to all our faithful listeners. I'm so appreciative of the audience that you have allowed me to talk to and teach to. Thank you for my new listeners. If you're new, thank you. Go back, check out some of the old ones because you can scroll up now and see all the content that's there. All in all, to my whole audience, I just want you to be able to use at least one piece of information. One piece. And use that information for yourself and then share it with somebody else. That's how we all grow. We have to learn to disrupt any familiar patterns that we don't want. Disrupt them. That's growth. So that's why our platform is here. To be able to be that interruption and allow you to grow. Grow your mind and grow your money. That's what we're here for. So along this journey, you've been able to at least pull one thing. I'm confident in that. And I'm, I'm just happy. I'm happy and I'm ready to grow and we're going to keep growing. I do want to share again and again and again how good God is. How good God is. I want to remind you to subscribe to our platform at anothersideoffear.com. You can get notifications of new episodes right from us. Also, recently we have added where the podcast is there on the website, as well as we've added the blog. So the different social media posts that we put up, we have a little bit more information. I got a $10 tummy fill up blog where I have some different meals and things to kind of help you with your grocery list up now so that's on the website you can definitely check that out if you want to um also you can follow us on another side of fear at instagram twitter at another side f1 so we're out here. We're out here. And if you want to connect with us, those are the ways to do it. Next up is our Masterpiece Mind Moment. So today we're going to talk about decisions. The in-between session of your life where you have to make decisions. Decisions, decisions, decisions. I don't know a lot of people who like to make decisions, <laughs> to be honest, to tell you the truth. I just don't know. I mean, because it's hard. I know for myself, my reflections on decisions, I just want to make the right choice. I don't want to make a wrong choice. I want it to be right so I can get it right. And a lot of times what happens is I'm stuck. I'm stuck in that in-between because I don't know if I want to go this way or I don't know if I want to go that way. Well, I've learned in this process of me actually studying the Bible, a lot of things. One thing that I learned is the importance 
of how much confidence I need to feel in order for me to make a decision. How do I get this confidence? I get it by going to God. Sounds really easy, but it's not. I go through these like little moments. I may feel like, oh, why is this going on? I I have that initial reaction. And then I go to, Lord, okay, I need you. Where, Where are we going from here? And then he may give me an answer, and I may not really like the answer he gave me, right? So if I don't like the answer he gave me, I'm like, well, Lord, what about this? You've been there before. Don't judge me. So um, I have this. I have this conflict with myself, this thought process, these battles, these all these thoughts going on in my head. Ultimately, in the end, God wins, which is amazing, because when he does, it's like, huh. Okay, we made the decision. He gave me the steps. We can move forward. Now, I thought I was the only one who had this problem. After talking with a lot of people, I found out I'm not. But I also found a character in the Bible who had the same issue. Jonah. Yes, Jonah, the one who got swallowed by the whale and spit out him. So, God actually gave us this character in the book of Jonah. And the book of Jonah is only four chapters. So it's a very short read, but it's compact with all these different things to help you when you're feeling you're having a Jonah moment. Okay. So as you all know, in the story, Jonah was um, a reluctant prophet, basically. Right. So. Jonah was an upright guy. He was righteous. He believed in God. He was really religious is what I would call it, right? Because he had his checklist of saying, okay, I did this, I did this, I did this. I believe in God. But if you did this, you're wicked and you do not deserve to know God. So he was the judge and the jury to all people wicked. And God came to him and taxed him with a opportunity to go to Nineveh and Nineveh was a place where they were sinning times 10 killing stealing um juicing I mean they was doing everything they weren't supposed to do they was doing it and so it was just a horrible place horrible place um to go and Jonah had his thoughts about it he didn't like them he felt that they needed to be destroyed God told um, Jonah, hey, you need to go to Nineveh and tell them in 40 days, I'm going to destroy this city because they're not doing right. They're too wicked. And um, Jonah was like, no, I'm not going. So that's when he went on the ship and said, no, I'm running away. But God saw all of that because God sees everything. And he caused the storm and then the people threw him over the boat because they like, okay, he said, well, this is happening because of me. And so they threw him overboard and he thought he was going to die and all this stuff. But the whale came and swallowed him whole. Well, while he was in the well, he prayed and he prayed a prayer of thanksgiving. What was he thankful for? That he did not die. He was thankful that the Lord spared him. So after three days, he's spit him back out the whale spit him back out and then what did he do he went to Nineveh and told him in 40 days you're gonna die because y'all wicked 
Well, the people in Nineveh was like, oh no, we repent. We're sorry. They fasted and all this stuff and um, they repented. And so God ultimately saves over 120,000 souls because of what Jonah did, decided to do. Okay. So as I was reading this, I was like, man, okay. I remember, I remember the story going like this. But I guess I didn't ever get to the fourth chapter because in the fourth chapter, which is what we're going to talk about today, Jonah is angry. He's angry at God. He's angry. Why is he angry? Let's hear. Verse 4, 1. This change of plans greatly upset Jonah and he became very angry. So he complained to the Lord about it. Didn't I say before I left home that you would do this, Lord? That is why I ran away. I knew that you were a merciful and compassionate God, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. You are eager to turn back from destroying people. Just kill me now, Lord. I'd rather be dead than alive if what I predicted will not happen. The Lord replied, is it right for you to be angry about this? That was chapter 4, verse 1 through 4. So, Jonah is upset because he's like, oh, you just killed me now. Because I know you're just going to be merciful and compassionate to these people when they are so wicked. He forgot that he was fed when he was in the well, right? He forgot all about that. That didn't matter. That didn't matter. That's him. He can be spared, but others can't. This story, this story, it just really speaks on how compassionate God is to everyone. To everyone. I mean, Jonah really reminds me that it's a little Jonah in all of us. It's so easy for us to forget the goodness that we have received from God. Because when we have set our mind on what somebody's doing over there, we're being the judge, we're being the jury, then we're like, they don't need that. No, no. But guess what? That's not our role. Our role is to love others like we love ourselves. Why? Why are we doing that? Because their race is not our race. Their walk is not our walk. His message, his role was to tell the people, hey, this is going to happen. That's all he had to say. This is going to happen. That's what he said. And guess what? He was able to save over 120,000 lives just by him going there, just by him doing what God said. So, when I'm talking about decisions, I'm saying this. What what are we saying here, Marky? What are we saying here, Wisdom? What are we saying? We're basically saying that you may make a decision, and it may be the wrong decision, just like Jonah. His decision was very wrong to evade. But God spared him. So even if you make a wrong decision, God's going to spare you. 
He's going to spare you because there's always a bigger picture. Jonah was consumed with what he wanted, what he thought. And a lot of times we have that as well, right? I know for a fact I have it where I'm like, no, <laughs> you, um, you focused on you a little too much versus the bigger picture. I actually had this revelation when I was watching this movie here recently. Um, me and my hubby got the chance to watch a movie. We watch movies often, but we got to watch it. Um, uninterrupted right and this movie left me feeling oh I was like I just I just felt the way I just felt the way that I was I was had my Jonah on for real like oh they need to they need to go you know and and that's me this is 2021 it was the movie was American Skin um Nate Parker I believe he's the director of it and um or he wrote it. I'm not sure. He's a part of it. He's an actor in it too. But it just left me feeling away. And I had to. Re- we, we talked it out. Me and my husband talked it out. Because it was a heavy movie. And so we talked it out. And I was like. Okay. I feel better now. Because I know that it was a bigger picture. And that's where we're at here with Jonah. A bigger picture. Everything it's always going to be a bigger picture when you're working with God. Chapter 4 ends with God still, you know, trying to tell him like, look, I got I shouldn't be worried about this city of 120,000 people that don't know me. Come on now. Like that for it to end that way too made me understand that I was able to, the importance of how you see yourselves in different characters at different times. Um, and at different, it made me feel more human, right? It made the characters more human to me in the Bible because I'm able to relate to how he feels. I truly related to how he feels. And, um, we have to make sure that we understand our role and be clear on our assignment that whatever God gives us or whatever decision that we make in that process when he gives us something that we number one remember that we have compassion so it's okay to make a decision either way you go because you're going to have compassion for it but don't get too tricky and you know take advantage of that you still want to have that good heart that's why i don't think i really need to focus on um taking advantage of it because when you're really in the word and you are listening and reading your heart, the word is in your heart. So you can, you know, you can pull yourself back. But I just wanted to make sure that you understand that there are characters in this Bible that's going through things that you're going through and feelings that you're going through. And they're able to make it. They're able to make it through. God gives Jonah compassion. He gives them compassion. They're talking it out. They're having a conversation. And Jonah was even comfortable enough to tell God 
how he felt. And that's how we should come to God when we having a conflict. Don't You can't be scared to come to him and talk to him. God, what are we doing? What are we doing here? This here is pivotal. It's amazing. I mean, I'm talking about a battery in my back. I got a battery in my back after reading this story. Because I'm like, oh, we can talk to God like this? You don't really hear that in church of how people are saying um, how you come to God. You know, he, he know you humbled and, and all of that and grateful and and um, appreciative. But what about those times when you upset and you frustrated? David does a really good job in songs telling us how to worship him. But how do we come to him when we confused? And what happens when that occurs? We learn it all here from Jonah. So read the book of Jonah because I'm telling you, it'll give you a battery in your back to remind you that, yes, I'm human. I'm imperfect, but God loves me anyway. He's going to crown me with compassion every day of my life. And I have to remember that when I make decisions, there is always a bigger picture outside of me in it. And if I can take me out of it and see that bigger picture, then and only then am I able to love others like I love myself. I hope that blessed you there. I hope that blessed you there. I hope it blessed you. All right, this week in the Dream Passive Viral segment, I want you to get your digits. And what I mean by that is we talked about the importance of the credit score. So you should have that digit already. One thing I also want you to look for on the credit score, um, the credit report actually, is your utilization amount for each card. We need to know where you're at. Typically, they want under 30%. But if you can get it lower than that 30%, then do that. So if your limit is $300, do not spend more than $30. Okay? So that would be the amount that I want you to make sure your cards are under for that. So if you have your credit score... If you could actually work on that part first, getting that utilization down by paying more than that minimum that they're asking you to, because again, we're asking you to pay it off if you can every month when you're using it. But when you are charging it, you want to make sure you're using 30% of the balance that they awarded you. And when you get that report, focus on that because those are your rolling, your revolving accounts that you can actually pay down. Okay. And then get your collections is what I would recommend because you'll start to see a jump when you get that utilization down for sure. Okay. All right. Um, So the first digit we want you to get, you already got already, which is your credit score. The next digit I want you to get is your utilization. Where you're at there. Where you at? 
because if you can get that down, that helps to um, increase your score drastically immediately there. Okay. All right. Um, the next thing I want you to do, and you want to keep that too. Again, I want I want to stress that too. You want to keep that thirty percent throughout that time, or at least work toward it. If you're not there, you don't have to jump at it right away, but you want to keep it. Don't use the thirty percent. That's one thing I did. I had got them down, and then I would use one to do the other, and then the next month it jumped back up. Just keep it down. Keep it down all across the board. The next number I want you to get, the next digit, is your total monthly expenses. That's your fixed as well as your variable, right? So the things that fluctuate, maybe your lights fluctuate, maybe your gas fluctuates. I want to know the total monthly expenses. That's something that you need to know and have on hand. You need to know it like your social security number. What are your total expenses? Because once you know that number and you're playing with it, um, it helps you to eliminate different things out of your budget. So your total monthly expenses, know it. Fix, fix out of things that stays the same every month, like your rent and your mortgage, your car note. Those typically stay the same, right? They don't fluctuate. But things like your um, grocery bill or your lights or your heat, or your um, gas, or whatever, those typically fluctuate. But things like insurance and stuff like that, those all are fixed. So your total monthly expenses, fixed amount number, and your variable amount number, okay? A variable, of course, would be just an estimate. That's probably a range for you, but the fix you should know. The next one is your interest rate. Interest rate for your loans, interest rate for your savings account. I want to know the um, amount you pay per kilowatt if you are not in a place where they offer more than one electrical company, then don't worry about it. But if you are like in Texas, we do have multiple different companies where... um they offer electric service. So make sure you know that number because you can always switch, right? If you're not in a contract or anything, because they treat it like that here too, with contracts and or whatnot sometimes with them. But you'll get approached and they'll say, how much you're paying per kilowatt? Because we can do better, you know? So you want to know those numbers because that may be an opportunity for you to save. Same thing with savings accounts. When you see those different things advertised, know what your rate is so that your rate could help you save faster. If you know what your rate is, well, no, um, Bank of America is giving me this, but Wells Fargo is offering this or Navy Federal is offering this. That allows you to compare. It's all about seeking your choices because they're out there. But you don't have to just take what your bank is giving you. If they are offering a different number that could help you save better or at least pique your interest to find out what other options are out there. Of course, that's the same thing for your rates for your loans and your credit card um, rates if you have those. 
you know, knowing what the interest rates of them are. How much are your late fees? What are they charging you extra? Even on your phone bill, right? Um, Even on the light bill, sometimes they'll have like a different fees on there. And I'm asking, okay, what, what is this? Why is this on here? Um, I actually had a fee for, it was a surge protection fee or something like that. And it was like an extra $10 a month. And I'm like, what, what, what is this? I already had that covered in my insurance. I don't need that in co- covered there, which I did. A lot of places didn't have that, but that is actually something that's included. So I was paying twice for it. Didn't even know it. So, um, yeah, you have to look at those things and be aware. So, you know, what you are being charged for, because once you know what your interest rate and stuff is, and um the rates for the savings accounts and the amounts per kilowatt it gives you confidence it makes you feel like well no this is what i have this is what i know that i'm using so what can you offer me it gives you more leverage to negotiate versus somebody just telling you what they have you tell them well no this is what i'm being offered here can you match that can you make that better like what especially if you wanted my time to talk please give me something to listen to right so i don't need a whole bunch of new information um that is not relevant to where i'm trying to go but if you are aware of what's required of you or what you need right then that spins the conversation totally you can cut to the meat right away is what i like to say i don't need all the sides i need the meat what are we talking about here the next thing i want you to find is your monthly income after taxes so your net pay what's your net pay that you're bringing in after taxes and then the last one is how much is in your emergency fund you should know that so on your notepad on your phone you're gonna have your credit score you're gonna have your utilization for your credit cards okay you're gonna have your total monthly expenses your fixed and your variable you're going to have your interest rate for your loans and your savings accounts, your amount per kilowatt that you pay. If you live in a place with electrical things or electric, different electrical companies, you're going to have your monthly income after taxes. And you're going to have how much is in your emergency fund. And if you don't have an emergency fund, you're going to start one. You're going to start putting up money. I, or even if you take the money out and put it in a box. Even if you take the money out and put it in a box. I don't care if it's $5, $10. Let's put something towards it. Anything other than zero. Okay. And you're going to put that in there because your phone, you, you probably listen to me on your phone now. You probably um, use your phone for everything. So when somebody asks you or until you got it memorized, I need you to have it out somewhere. If the phone doesn't work for you, do it on a sheet of paper and post it. 
for you, for you to see, for you to see. If you don't want everybody in your business, maybe put it in your journal, in your Bible. You need to know the numbers. We need to get the digits. You get the digits so that we can know our worth. And what I mean by know our worth, being able and confident to seek our choices. Once we got the information, then we can have the conversations, the necessary conversations, the confidence to ask the questions. All right. Okay. So I want you to have those numbers ready and handy because we're going to need them as we move on to the next stair step. Well, that's a wrap for the eighth episode of Another Side of Fear. I do want to thank you for joining me on this episode and I desire that in all things you prosper and be in good health. Wisdom lives together with good judgment, knows where to discover knowledge and discernment, common sense and success belong to me and insight and strength are mine. Wisdom is he, wisdom is she, wisdom is you, wisdom is I. Until next time, I am Wisdom Walters.